righty. Hey, Rebecca, we're back. Great to be back with you, Marion. Very excited. I am excited today to talk about our origin stories into nursing innovation. But before we do that, I do want to just give props to the people who came before us, because although I consider you one of the forerunners of pushing innovation in nursing, there were some folks a few years before who really had the foresight to think about nurses as innovators in this way. And so I just want to, if you're okay with this, I'm just going to sort of run a list to make sure that their names are out there. Um, so, you know, in 2013, 2013, 11 years ago, you had Dan Weberg um, and Bern Melnick, who were already thinking about programs for nurses in innovation in healthcare. And then you get, you know, 2017, you have Bonnie Clipper at VP of Innovation at ANA. You have um, Tim Raderstorff and Mike Ackerman at The Ohio State University. Like you have all these people already thinking about this. Mm -hmm. were, did, were you aware of those folks when you were thinking about the work you were doing at Northeastern? So no, actually, um, I met, I mean, uh, Bonnie got involved with us in 2016, right? And then helped pitch the ANA on the first position to be the vice president of innovation at ANA, right? Um, but I started to hear Bern Melnick and Tim Ratterstorff after I joined Northeastern in 2016, because Bern Melnick was the dean at the University of Arizona who had tried to introduce innovation into that and then traveled and transferred to the Ohio State program, which is where I think Dan Weberg actually got his degree from. But I I could be wrong along those lines. Um, or maybe he's a professor there along those ones. But it was sort of to your point, Marion, it was sort of this disconnected uh, community of people who were trying to discuss this, but there was no real place to find any information. And I know we've talked about this, but you were even talking about like, look at the literature, like, well, how did the literature look at nursing and innovation back in the day? And I think you should talk about that, because that is what is fascinating in this entire conversation. Yeah, I mean, looking, so I just finished my PhD, so I have a good uh, history of the literature of nurse-led innovation in healthcare and, of course, in nursing, and you don't even see human-centered design or innovation popping up into the literature in the healthcare and, in, and nursing space until around, like, 2015 to 2016, and then 2018, it takes off. And so I'll just say, before that, you see nurses doing workarounds around 2013. And that, as we know, is nurses innovating, but that's not what it was called. But it really wasn't until around 2016 to 2018, where you start to see concept analyses of nurses as innovators and innovative behaviors in nursing. And then you really start to see the literature, you know, take off. And, yeah, you know, point, Marion, right? Like it was called workarounds, right? And workarounds in nursing, though, have a really negative connotation, right? Because we did workarounds. We were shorting the system. We would be written up. We would be fired because nurses, though, what they were doing is they were stepping into inefficient environments and they were creating better pathways to make their work more efficient. Now, places like Google and IBM and Amazon, workathons were, or workarounds were embraced for the innovation that they were because they drove better user experience. But for us, 
in the early like 2000s, as you were talking about, we always hid those workarounds because we as nurses would be punished. So the invention of actually taking what was a negative, flipping it into being innovation and seeing it for what it was, I think was the transformation that we started to see as things started to develop in those greater areas. So um, it was, and to your point, the literature back in those days, even in the early, when we were trying to put together the first hackathon in 2015, there might have been a handful of articles that mentioned nurse innovation or entrepreneurship in the same article, but never had I seen it in the same sentence, right? So it's sort of somewhere in the literature, but really people didn't embrace nurses as innovators. They almost, we had this negative world around it with a few shining lights who were sitting there trying to bring attention to it. So then brings up the, the question, how or why did you think nurses could start doing these things and would want to start doing something called a hackathon? Like, how did you get exposed to hackathons and think, yes, <laughs> this is what we need for nursing? You know, Marianne, it actually, and I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but it came because I had started a, a company that um, at the time I was a community college professor. I was a hospice nurse practitioner. I, my, my patients couldn't find care and my students couldn't find jobs. And I, I started a job board in nursing in 2013. Um, and I had like any nurse who innovates, right? You want to solve a problem, but we're terrible about making money. So in 2015, we had not figured out how to make any money, but I had thousands of nurses who had joined the platform. I was going to shut down the company because it just was taking so much time. Nothing was working in my, it, nothing was working. And uh, it was a friend of mine who told me about going to a hackathon at one of the local hospitals in Boston. And that was the event that I showed up and I, you've heard me talk about this in the past, but the reality is I walked into this room and everybody was there. The CEO of the hospital, all of the heads of physicians of all of the departments, every CEO of Boston Healthcare startups were there, payers, scientists, engineers. And it was there that I was walking around that I quickly realized there were no other nurses in this room. And Marion, you and I talked in our last one about imposter syndrome. This is when I realized, oh my gosh, we're not supposed to be here as nurses, right? Like, I don't know how often you were on the hospital floor. You would walk by rooms with all the execs, right, sitting in one room. And you realized there was a separation of church and state of where nurses appeared to belong and where nurses were expected to be. And I don't know if you've had those kind of experiences in your career. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, very often, especially in the early days of trying to lead in this space of innovation um, and human-centered design. You know, nurses weren't, aren't, weren't expected to be in those spaces, just like you're saying. I, I think I am fairly certain that is changing, um, mostly because nurses are like you, just showing up and doing these things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is part of sort of the transition of back in the day when nurses weren't talking about these things to now it's really at the forefront of the work that we're all doing to make sure that healthcare and health systems know that nurses belong here and should be there. Exactly. And that was that was that moment in time for me where in your mind, I thought, should I leave or should I stay? And because nobody asked me to leave, I stayed, but that's how desperate in that moment that I felt. It was the most awkward moment of my life. Um, and I'm sure you've been in those rooms too, 
where you almost were scared to be found out that you were there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's a good thing you stayed because that then transferred over to the work that you started doing with Nancy Hanrahan at Northeastern and really started this movement of nurse-led hackathons and innovation in nursing. So let's hear about that. So, uh, you know, to your point, um, that weekend, uh, I joined a team, which is a hackathon, right? And then I had a physician at our table. We're talking about the problem, the solution. Fed in walks the CEO of the hospital system. He sits down and the physician starts talking about what the problem is we're solving, how it's going to work on the floor. And I'm squirming in my chair because I'm thinking to myself, this is never going to work. And I finally blurted that out. And they looked at me and they said, Rebecca, why not? And I said, well, if you did it this way, this isn't how nurses operate on the floor. You would actually create more work for us if you did it this way. So we would just simply do something else. The real problem that we should be solving is why. And they said, well, how did I not know about this? And I remember looking and saying to them, well, have you asked the nurses? And they started laughing. And I started laughing because I didn't know what was funny. But the reality was what they were laughing at was the idea of asking nurses about their opinion about what was going to go on. But as the weekend went on, more people started to seek me out. And they were like, Rebecca, is this really a problem? Is this a solution that would work? And yes, no, maybe, was all these kind of things. But I started to feel brilliant, Mary. And the first time people had asked me ever about my opinion, I left that event and I started to realize if we simply gave nurses access to all of this brilliant and brilliant people who could actually drive changes, we could solve real problems in healthcare. And that's when I started to make phone calls to nursing schools around the country to see if they would host a hackathon because I had called MIT Grand Hack and I said, tell me, do you have a lot of nurses that are involved? And they said, you know, now that you mention it, we have a really small attendance of nurses, but a lot of these teams who win in the healthcare space have nurses on them, which means they had that practical knowledge to win. So I've told this story and you've heard it before. I made hundreds of phone calls to schools and everybody hung up on the phone on me until I connected with Dr. Nancy Hanrahan, told her the story that I just told you. It was 2015 and she said, Rebecca, we're building to this event on innovation and entrepreneurship at Northeastern in 2016. It's a three-day conference. Why don't you run a hackathon? And I said, you've heard me say it many times, I've been to a hackathon. Sure, I'll run a hackathon. And the truth is nothing but nobody can do this by themselves. So I joined a team and we built to that event. And Marion, what I think is shocking was two weeks before the event happened, Nancy called me and she said, Rebecca, the event is sold out. Every major hospital in Boston is sending teams of nurses. We have international attention. J&J, Deloitte, Microsoft are sending in people to understand what is this nurse innovation? And that was the day that I met you and him and all of us who came out of the woodwork to think, is this where I fit? Yeah. I mean, I remember it well. I knew I needed to be there. I didn't know why. I didn't really know what a hackathon was. But at that time, I was working at the Center for Resuscitation Science at Penn. I was their director of innovation research. And I was trying to think differently about the way that we were trying to save lives from sudden cardiac arrest and thinking about that using different innovative technologies and I thought to myself, you know, nurses should be leading in this space. And so I wanted to understand how to think differently. I wanted to meet 
more nurses who wanted to think differently. And it was like a beacon calling me home. <laughs> I could not wait to get there. And, um, you know, I've said it many times, my life has been changed ever since. Mine too, Marian. And I think the moment I should have, and I think we should walk people back into that moment because suddenly we're in this gorgeous space that's very unusual for nursing events, in all honesty, from what I had experienced at least, right? But all day had been this traditional nursing conference where basically nurses were broke up in small groups, went to listen to people, talk to them, and they came back. And I remember I was pulled aside because we were kicking off the hackathon that Friday evening, late after a long day. And one of the leading nurses in the state of Massachusetts pulled me aside and she said, Rebecca, people are tired. Make this quick so they can go home. And in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, what if I stand up and I introduce this hackathon and it fails? What if I asked nurses to stand up and tell us and identify a problem they want to solve and nobody comes to the microphone? And I stood up at that event and my hands were sweating, my body was shaking. And I remember saying, okay, nurses, who has a problem they want to solve? And suddenly I look out at the sea of silence in front of me and I feel a clock ticking in my head. As seconds start to stick by and I'm thinking to myself, I should have seated the audience with problems. But then I'll never forget you standing up first and coming up to the front and then 29 nurses standing up to identify problems and the rest kicked off and the yeah. room changed. I remember it well. I still have that vision in my mind. And that is my favorite part of all hackathons. When you ask the audience of nurses who has a problem they want to solve. And lines and lines and lines and lines and lines of nurses get up so passionate and so committed to share their vision for the problem that they want to solve. The power, like, I really wish more people could experience the power of these events and what it means not only to the nurses who are there, but to the health system. Like, these nurses want to solve the problems that they're experiencing and they're coming full of passion, energy, and knowledge to do that. And coming together as a group really does transform the work that they're doing. It does. And you know, I think what is also so inspiring about hackathons is that you're giving the microphone to the nurse and they've never been given that chance to have the microphone. And that to me is such an empowering moment because you know, we joke, right? Like we're always like, hey, hold the microphone up to your mouth and speak out. And then they're on stage over the course of a hackathon two, three, four times to talk about this incredible opportunity. And they're so empowered. I think that's what inspires me is to see that transformation of the individual behind who is so timid to start. And then by the end, they're so vibrant and excited about taking that journey and the power that they've found within themselves and the teams that they have. And that is the magic of those events. Yeah, for sure. And the magic of those events that, again, started what I think is a very important path in nursing to this subspecialty of nurse 
innovation or nurse-led innovation, healthcare innovation led by nurses. And so I'm interested to hear, and I'd like, you know, those listening who don't already know this, like, where did that lead you? Because I, I can talk about where it led me, um, but let's talk about where it led you first, and then I can uh, go into my side of it. Well, you know, Marion, I think what happened to me was Nancy, right before that event called, right? And she said, Rebecca, this event is sold out. Everyone is coming. And she said, I can't just introduce nurses to innovation and entrepreneurship. We need to develop a program. And she said, I want you to come on and build that program. And I said, Dr. Hanrahan, what program are we going to follow? And she's like, well, there really isn't one. We'll build the plane as we fly it. And that was the mantra. We sort of started throwing everything at the wall and seeing what was going to stick, what gained traction, what did not. And the most exciting moment in my recent memory was a phone call that we received in 2017 from Johnson & Johnson, who asked Nancy and I to come to their headquarters. And they said, for 20 years almost, we've been thanking nurses for the work that they have done. But we realize that messaging is no longer helping drive more nurses into the profession. We believe that the future of nursing is in nurse innovation. And we are going to change our 20 year campaign to focus on nurses as innovators to rebrand nursing to the world. Can we just stop there and give a shout out to Linda Benton who without her guidance and leadership, I think nursing innovation would not be where it's at today. Like, seriously, like they saw this before anybody else really saw this in terms of supporting the work that you and others are doing to lead in this area. So uh, yeah, we're going to give a shout out to the people who sort of were forerunners of this. It has to be Linda Benton, her team at J&J. &J. 100%. I mean, they were the Goliath that helped the David in this situation sort of change the spectrum of taking nurse innovation as being a fad, as not being adopted into the forefront of that. And I'll never forget the Nurses Change Lives video that they made. And when Linda called me and she said, Rebecca, we're looking for stories on nurse innovators throughout history. And she said, we can't find any. She said they had to hire an expert in the deep web to find these stories because nurses had largely been written out of history. Now, we have friends and colleagues uh, like nurses you should know who are starting to study this. Like why in 200 years did nobody identify that nurses, what they were developing was innovation and choose to document that we were virtually wiped out of this. J&J &J started to help us change the narrative around nursing. And I agree with you. Uh, we would not be where we are today without that and without Linda Benton. And I think that I look back at these moments and they almost feels like these random moments of luck and glimmer and hope that kept you going when you felt like perhaps things weren't going to continue going. So Marion, tell you need to tell your story because uh, this hackathon and then where it went for you was also very interesting and we can catch up to present day then. Yeah, so uh, I mean, my again, like the whole concept of a hackathon was so new to me. And after that, I was sold. I was like completely in, we need to be thinking differently about how nurses are solving problems and coming to it from the lens of nurses leading in this space. And from there, you know, I was, like I said, the director of innovation research at Penn Nursing. And I just kept thinking after that hackathon, 
nurses should be leading in this way. And, you know, at the time I was also teaching at Penn nursing. Um, and I just kept talking with folks over there is like, there's this innovation thing. I really think Penn nursing should be leading in this space. And it's just sort of the perfect storm of things because I was now, you know, doing a lot of innovation work. Penn, the university was starting to focus on innovation and Penn nursing had just because of our Dean and um, my, uh, previous associate dean of research and innovation had created new strategic plan that included innovation as one of the pillars. And because of that, like confluence of events, I was able to come over as, um, at first, it was just one day a week, they bought out um, one day of my research effort to see what this nursing innovation thing could look like. Well, that quickly, <laughs> snowballed into buying out three days of my time and then appointing me as their first full-time director of innovation. And it's been off to the races since in terms of the work that we're doing to educate nurses as uh, leaders in this space and the programs that we get to run and the people we get to work with, including Johnson & Johnson. It's been incredible. And to see not only the work that we're doing at Penn, but where the profession has gone in terms of, you know, human-centered design, equity-centered design, and innovation in healthcare. It's been tremendous. I mean, the work that you've done in, at Penn I, really is resounding as the pillar right now around innovation in nursing. And you and I and a group of other nurses after, you know, Northeastern and the, the program, uh, you know, was there, we, you know, decided to keep this going and launch it with Sanciel, the Society of Nurse Scientists, Innovators, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders, largely with this idea that we wanted a global movement, right? And I mean, that was a lot of hard work <laughs> to get this off the ground. <laughs> I want, but let's not gloss over that because I distinctly remember I was riding my bike somewhere in the city and you called and you were so excited and you said, I have this idea. I want to start this organization. And I want to put your name towards it. Will you do it? And I was like, sign me up. Can, can you talk about how that came about? So Marion, um, in that we left Northeastern, Dr. Handren and I, uh, you know, the middle of 2018. And I remember for those six months, of August through December, I felt like there was this void in my life. All these incredible nurses we had met through the Northeastern program and building it for two years that had walked life differently were suddenly missing from my life. And literally it was January of 2019 and the sun broke through a cloudy day as I was taking a walk and the name Sanciel came in my head. And all, I know it sounds so cliche to say this happens to you, but all of a sudden it was literally like a beam of sunlight that said, Rebecca, you need to start this organization. Now there's 800 nursing organizations already in the country. Why would we need one more? And I remember I got on the phone and I started calling all of my close confidence. And I said, if you will give me your name and your reputation, we can do something transformative for the nursing field. Rebrand it to the world where we have a seat at the table, driving forward innovation. And you will say, I would say 99% of you said yes, right? And that was right, like we came together late, the fall of 2019 was our first time we met. And then we sort of launched right before the pandemic hit 
to get Sansiel off because we had got together, we had the hackathon with Johnson and Johnson in, in the fall of 2019 as our first kickoff event. And then the world turned upside down with the pandemic. And somehow that's where we kept hackathons going. We started doing the meetups of nurses who were going in on the front line and innovating as everybody else left the hospital system. We mobilized for getting PPE into our hospital systems. And uh, I think what people don't realize too, is that we all did that with volunteers, right? None of us ever took a salary. None of us ever, we fundraised to raise enough money to hire an executive director, but it was three years of blood, sweat and tears to get to that point. Yeah. And now Sun Sail's five years old, right? They, we're going to be celebrating the fifth anniversary in June. Yes. I mean, it's incredible where nurse-led innovation started, right? Back in the early 2010s to where it is now at, you know, the early 2020s. And that's not a long time. No, people think that these things happen overnight, Marion, right? And I think that's the hardest thing that we teach to the next generation is that things appear like they're happening very fast on social media. But the reality is, is it takes time. But for Sanciel now to sit where it does in nursing in the United States, right? With some of the biggest companies who sponsor and support it on a go-forward basis, it's just a, 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 you know, a testament to all of the incredible nurses who will get behind it. Now it's being run by Hiam Nadell, you know, at Matt's General. Marion... I, I, I'm not Mary Lou. Sorry, Mary Lou Ackerman is coming in from Canada to take over our first international representation along those lines. And the truth is, it's just growing leaps and bounds. And it's so exciting to see it because the world, I think, is better for it. And the world of nursing is better for it. And that, I think, has always been part of our mission, right, Marion? It's always been elevating the profession. So Totally. And elevating the individuals who are doing the work. And you just shouted out him and Mary Lou, but there are so many others like Rhonda Manns and all the other uh, volunteers and members and folks who are pushing nurse-led innovation in different ways, uh, both in the work that they're doing at their institutions or for their research, um, but also in different organizations you know, like the ANA and others who just want to see nurses succeed and use the skills and knowledge and creativity that they have to make change and give them a voice to do that. Yes. And I think the point of us meeting and having this conversation was all about just saying, look, at we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew that we wanted to do something different than what existed. Like research could only go so far if you didn't innovate to make a jump and a hyper jump to actually do things differently and do it in safe ways. And I think for us, the reason why we're still doing this, you know, which I know it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I mean, it's going on, you know, 2016, 2017. It's just been a, it's, it's a long dedicated period of time that it feels like sometimes we're pushing a rock uphill and suddenly it starts to go downhill because you like the the effort that you need to put into it. It's gaining its own momentum. And I think why we wanted to talk to you guys about this conversation is that anything is possible, but you need to find the people around you that might suddenly have that same energy to put their time and their passion towards something new and different. And, and I have to say, um, we still have a long way to go. But the truth is, it doesn't feel impossible anymore. And and sometimes at the beginning, it did feel impossible to change. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm going to wrap us up. But I think, you know, 
I see nurse-led innovation and the power of what it brings. Really, like you said, it's starting to become less of a boulder uphill. And again, that's just due to everybody who came before us, all the folks who support these different programs that we work on and all the people coming after us because there are a cadre of new nurses now who are learning about nurse-led innovation, learning about human-centered design and using those skills to do what we wanted them to do, make change in healthcare. And it's really nice to see. It is so exciting. And, you know, if anybody's tuning in, join us and reach out to us. Mary and I are happy to help, you know, bravo to all of these. There's a ton of nurses out there. And I feel like it's a it's a new era for the profession. And I really believe that this is the one that is going to push forward the profession to a different level of understanding and appreciation as we go forward. So, Mary, thanks for having the conversation today. Sure. Looking forward to the next one, Rebecca. Me too.